Jump in the pool with that many flotation devices? You gotta. I like, I like my noodle. I just ate a bottle of Miracle Whip. I'm squirting the Miracle Whip through my noodle. <laughs> oh God, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's super gross. Sorry, it wasn't even your Miracle Whip to squirt. <laughs> I mean, he's just waving it around everywhere. I thought I might just, you know, bite off a piece of that. That sauce. That, that sweet, sweet sauce. Okay, first of all, haven't you kids heard that you're not supposed to eat before you, you swim? That was my joke. Yeah, 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 that's why you eat while you swim, Dad. That, that's how you you don't get sick. Second of all, how dare you steal the Miracle Whip out of our fridge? you have any idea how expensive that is? Who are we you? We need that. I'm a kid. I don't know what money is. I'm going to have to learn you the value of a dollar. You're going to spend the rest of this summer working on fences and building things and doing chores. I hate you, Dad. Don't I'm going to push your head under the water so you die. Ah, murder. An excellent way to begin any podcast. Uh, especially patricide. Uh, one of the best forms of killing. This is Pitching Tents. And I am Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Carla Westman. And Matt Carstens. Are here. Um, Pat Patricide? Is that... Uh... Drowning someone else in the water. You was killing your parents. Oh, Am okay. I right? Yeah, I believe yeah. it's specifically killing your father. What was <laughs> what was weird about that sketch is it sounded like an old man was yelling at some kids, but then he was actually yelling at his own kids, and he wasn't as old. Tra- it made yeah. this transformation. It, beautiful in a way. Sometimes with our sketches, uh, instead of comedy, we go for... High-end science fiction concepts. <laughs> so it works. We like to get I really, yeah. sometimes. That's good. So it is the just the the doggiest days of summer right now. We're on. This is August sixth. We're recording this. Who knows when it's actually going to be released? But it's hot out, man. It's like eighties here. Everything's on fire. Yep. Everything's like, on fire where you guys are. It's like a hundred here, and everything's on fire. It's like hell. <laughs> Just like hell. Um, and so we thought we would use that as our concept this week for hell. Not hell, but uh... <laughs> well, you don't. You haven't heard my pitch yet, so you. That's know. true. We'll see. <laughs> but we're doing summer movies, I guess, which. 
is fairly broad. There are lots of things that we associate with summer. Yeah, the topic kind of baffled me a little bit. It baffled you? <laughs> I just haven't had enough time to think about it. You know? What is summer but a state of mind? I don't think that's true. I think it's a, it's a period of time, or, or at least a, a climate thing. I, 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 sure. I wouldn't go straight to look at a it. state of mind. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's the kind of thinking Jimmy Buffett has taken to heart. His life is summer. <laughs> Please tell me someone has a Jimmy Buffett biopic. <laughs> um, I mean, we could just do that. <laughs> I don't really know anything about his life. Yeah, neither do I. Just look over the Wikipedia pages for certain details to turn into a movie. That sounds like bad radio and even worse podcasting. It's good we're not on the radio. This is coming from someone who just did that pool sketch at the beginning of the episode, so I think I know what bad is. This isn't radio, it's a state of mind. (laughs) Exactly. Who wants to go first? Ooh. I'll go. <laughs> Going first is always bad luck. You guys ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> what was the awkward silence? How eager I am to hear it now. Well, because you're basically saying, this is going to be bad. It's doomed. I don't know. It's it's some elements. I should have written them down. But, you know, that's not how executives do it. They just put together a few vague concepts. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you know, the first thing you think action in the summer, you know, those, those things go together like peanut butter and jelly. And I was thinking, who's everyone's favorite action star? Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's been in a lot of these dopey dramas or just that trouble with the curve, what I guess. I want to see him back in the saddle kicking ass. So I was thinking... Of course, he has to be a former detective. He can't be a current detective. Uh, and he's got this uh, really unfulfilling life where he's got nothing going on. He really misses being on the force. Probably has like a dead wife or something. Or dead kids. Dead everything. And uh, one day he gets called to this police auction by his old buddy. Just, you know, give him something to do. And he goes there and he sees that they're selling an ice cream truck. And he sees the ice cream truck, and he's like, oh, "I could, I could get a job and do that, and you know, find something to do with my life." So he decides to get an ice cream truck, and uh, he becomes an ice cream man. And then at some point, he like goes into this bad neighborhood and finds out there's like this other ice cream truck that is like these guys are giving out like drugs through their ice cream to kids, and it's like these kids are, like overdosing and killing them, and like. Clint Eastwood like wants to get to the bottom of this shit, so <laughs> I'm just pieces st- together. Wait, wait, wait! Yeah, they're giving out drugs for free to children. <laughs> no, they're selling it, but they're they're hiding it in the ice cream. And the children are. Just Do they have it? like the they're, they're little, buying it? Do they have like the little pictures of each drug on the side of the truck? <laughs> are the children aware that they're drugs in the ice cream? <laughs> I don't think so. So, like, are they just charging a lot of money for this ice cream? Yeah, well, maybe maybe they're using here, – here, here, let's twist that around. Maybe they're, like, using the ice cream truck as kind of like a front, and they're actually selling drugs. 
like drug ice cream, but then like a kid accidentally like it gets into a kid's hand and kills a kid, and Clint Eastwood's like, I don't mind like adults dying, but when a kid dies, like I'm pissed. So he like um, decides to investigate, and somehow he tracks these guys to this like underground like racing league. <laughs> and Clint Eastwood decides the only way he can get close to like the source is by like going undercover. So. He, like, soups up his ice cream truck. Like, he gets some guy to, like, pimp his ride. And he starts doing, like, these races. And kind of, like, Fast and Fear style. Like, he starts, like, befriending these people. But he's, like, trying to get closer to the... I mean, you might as well just get Exhibit to pimp his ride. He's not doing anything. Yeah, I suppose. I'm pretty sure this is the plot to the video game Twisted Metal. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I know Twisted Metal has an ice cream truck, but... No, that has, like, magic in it and stuff. It's not like fighting crime. This is a non-magic-based ice cream okay. racing movie. But that's all I have so far. Oh, and, his, and the character's name that's is... all you have so far? It's like most... I, I have a title, a too. <laughs> I have, uh... It's his name. I'm thinking his last name could be Stone. So the movie could be called Cold Stone. I don't know if there's going to be some issues there with yeah. copyright. Or Stone or it Cold. Product Stone Cold. It could be product placement. We're going to be Cold Stone Presents Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I don't know how much sense the plot makes yet. And I don't really have like the bad guy and like why they decided to start like making ice cream drugs. Or like who like Clint Eastwood befriends. So I don't know if there's any kind of characters you guys would like to see, like, in this movie. Those are all the pieces I got. Well, um, the kid who plays uh, Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> okay. Supposedly, Rupert Grint, right? Yeah. Supposedly yeah. he, like, always, his, one of his lifelong dreams was to own an ice cream truck. And he, like, bought one. Uh at the end of making the Harry Potter movies. So I think he's got dibs on a part in this movie. Um, do, you, do you see him as someone who looks up to Clint Eastwood or is like a bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> or someone who seems nice but is like, like turns out to be like bad. Like he he's the one behind all of it. I mean, that's an interesting angle for him. I don't know if he has that much range as an actor. <laughs> you don't think Rupert Grint could be like a, a gang member? <laughs> He's got the bandana and like the shirt that's buttoned up at the top. I mean, last podcast we pitched a movie where Jay Burrowshell played a gangster rapper. So I think we could make that leap. Yeah, yeah, Rupert Grint's probably up there. So like they become friends, and he's like helping Clint Eastwood like race his ice cream truck, or mm-hmm. you know just helping him like fix it up. Unless he's the guy who who fixes it up. You know, like, he fixes up the truck, and then later at the end, you find out that, like, he's also, like, somehow connected to the drug ice cream. Like, he was part of the gang back in the day, and, and like, I don't know. What do you mean by that? How connected? I don't know. Like, I just... like he's actively still a bad guy, and Clint Eastwood has to take him down, too, at the end? Or he's just... I mean, you could do that, but maybe it's more interesting if he's just, like, another racer who for some reason is interested in Clint ice cream truck. Well, it's because he's in the ice cream business. Except drug ice cream business. So yeah, they're like friends and they like hang out a bunch. 
Okay. Like very nice grand Torino type moments. Clint Eastwood is like can't go like five seconds out accidentally saying something racist or just like you know, but it's like cute in an old person way, like how they you know, like how they do. Plus, it's okay because he'd just be being racist against like British people. <laughs> no Probably be more that. like just like calling him a fag a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what he calls Rupert Grant the whole movie. <laughs> yes. That's his cute little nickname for him. <laughs> hey, fag, get over here. That's want awesome. some ice cream. It sounds horrible. <laughs> he wants he some ice doing... cream? He, he's not allowed to like eat from his own supply. Is Maybe there... Rupert Grint is his supplier. Is there like a real code? to be an ice cream delivery man. Yes, you may never <laughs> scoop from your own barrel of ice cream. Wait, what was that for? What was the code for? Just the ice cream man's code. <laughs> for eating never, time. That's just what they use? You never eat your own ice cream. Maybe, like, Rupert Grant acts like he likes ice cream, but he really, like, like hates it because like his father was like killed by an ice cream man. Or his father was an ice cream man. And he's never and then... home. <laughs> <laughs> Just out all night. I feel ice like cream. he would be home if. I mean, ice cream man is a pretty seasonal. No, this guy he did it. He did it. You know, he would have to twenty four seven. Yeah, all over the. You know, sometimes he'd have to go down to Australia <laughs> when I was summer there. <laughs> <laughs> to get by, he's a very dedicated ice cream fan. So, like Rupert Grant looks like, uh, like he, he admires Clint Eastwood because it reminds him of his dad, but he also hates him because his dad was never there for him. Okay, and so Clint Eastwood starts entering these races, and at first he's doing really bad. And everyone's like, "You just quit, old man." But then somehow he like gets hooked up with like Exhibit. Maybe Exhibit is like a criminal that he arrested at some point in the past. Exhibit is in this movie. <laughs> so like basically um basically is Pimp My Ride like also um talking like an idiot right now. <laughs> are they are they also product placing? Like oh yeah, them and Cold Stone. I, I, my ride hasn't been on the, I, year, on like, the air in like eight so, years. Yeah. <laughs> so poised I, for a I, comeback. I would say no, unless yeah, they're <laughs> trying to get a reboot going, and this is well, maybe maybe Exhibit like owns the intellectual property to that, like logos and titles and stuff. So, so he's just like, yeah, we can use it, hoping that it'll spark a comeback. <laughs> If that show's not on anymore, what does Exhibit do? Did he go back to music? I don't think he was ever in music if, to begin with. <laughs> he just said he was a hip-hop artist. Yeah. Anyways. So he pimps the ride. And I'm thinking he puts, like... I mean, aside from all the HDTVs that are going to be in there. He puts... <laughs> Just like watching old movies. <laughs> watching All Quiet on the Western Front, the middle of the race. <laughs> got like a projector. But like, I kind of want him to like put in speed racer type modifications. You know, like guns and like like boosters and maybe like maybe at the end it like turns into a giant mech. All right, I'm sold. <laughs> Sean, you got Sean's ticket. 
turns into a giant robot. Like legs sprout out of it. Okay. <laughs> it's one potential idea. Does, does the enemy ice cream truck also have robot powers? I mean, it's got to. It's going to be a fair It's not fight. that cool if he just turns into a robot and crushes another car. <laughs> it's got to be a fight, right? I mean, unless there's a, por- a portion where, like, he's going to drive off a cliff and then it turns into a mech and it climbs back up. <laughs> that would be a really weird scene. Like, there's nothing before that that makes yeah, me think it's going to happen. Yeah, all of a sudden turns into a robot. <laughs> well, could, maybe, like, just the whole movie they've been, like, talking about, like, don't press that button. Don't press that button, Clint Eastwood. I'm exhibit. <laughs> they talk very similar. <laughs> I guess. Very gruff sounding voice. Uh, so who's the villain? Well, I guess it, it was supposed to be Rupert Grimm, but since that's going to be like a twist, there has to be like some other guy who's just like a really good racer. Hmm. I don't know who that could be. You get someone who's a real racer, but they're probably not going to give a good performance. <laughs> like that's Jeff, Jeff Gordon is like super stiff. It's got to be Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> yeah, he's slightly charismatic. I just feel like Jeff Gordon's nobody now. Yeah, that's true. That's why it's exhibits so funny in this to movie. see him in an ice cream truck. Like, look how far he's fallen. Should they all be driving ice cream trucks? Ah, uh, sure. Like, it's it's like after work, all these ice cream truck drivers get together and race. Is there any other, like, ty- I guess you could throw in, like, pizza delivery boys or... Uh, Maybe Rupert Grint is a pizza delivery boy. He's like, oh, I wish I could be an ice cream driver. But, like, <laughs> he just wants to get close to them so he can kill them? Maybe, like, Clint Eastwood somehow killed his father... Uh, I don't think it's wise to have two separate father plots. I I, th- I like the simplicity of just like he wants to be an ice cream truck driver and he, this fucking old man is taking all the good jobs. This young guy is just trying to start his career, you know. Old people always taking the good jobs. That's right. And Clint Eastwood's got to die at the end, right? Uh, maybe? Can it be ambiguous? Or he just kills everyone. Like, he kills everyone, and then he's just covered in blood, and you're not sure whose blood is it. He gets in his back and just falls into space. How does he fall into space? (laughs) I said flies into space. Oh, okay. (laughs) Or goes to the bottom of the sea. Maybe it's like this dream, like... He wants to, like, travel across... Or go to the bottom of the ocean, but he's never had enough money. Never, what? That's a weird dream. <laughs> I don't think money would be limiting you. To go to the bottom of the sea? Yeah. In a submarine? Of course it'd be expensive. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a good ending. Good ending <laughs> is, like... You know... Like traffic just ends with little kids playing baseball, eating ice cream, and then the secret dark world surrounds them. And it's kind of ominous, but it's, it's mostly just happy. And what happens to Clint Eastwood? He's just watching. Can't get enough. 
You know, maybe the whole movie they've been like, "Don't eat from your old your own supply, Clint Eastwood." And at the end, he like gets out a lollipop. He eats it. Let's eat a lollipop. Would he eat ice cream? Because I meant to say popsicle, but I went with lollipop. (laughs) See, that's the ambiguous part. (laughs) It's like, was that lollipop in his truck, or did he buy that himself? Did he freeze a lollipop? Uh, okay. What's the title of this movie? I think it's got to be Stone. It's got to be what? Um, Pit My Ride and Cold Stone presents Stone Cold. Okay, so this is like a made-for-TV movie then. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's a mini-series. <laughs> you could you could just call it Stone Cold, but I feel like that might be the name of a movie. Name of a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. This. Just, just a cameo. Uh, yeah, he could have a cameo as one of the other ice cream truck drivers. He's like really bad. He's like always looking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right then, Stone Cold. All right. Yeah. Okay. What's next? I will go. Um, so the movie's called Beach House. Okay. Stars Rick Moranis. Okay. And, um, I'm definitely thinking there's gotta be some kind of, like, lake house-esque. Like, like, you know, ghost shit going on. Okay, so you're making a, uh, romantic movie with Rick Moranis. I didn't say it had to be romantic. It just has to have the element of like supernatural ghost letters. <laughs> so specifically, ghost letters, um, but not necessarily a time traveling mailbox. Okay. Yeah. So what? What exactly is the plot to the lake house? John? I believe there's two people. Um, at the lake house in different points in time mm-hmm. and they start like messaging each other through this mailbox and like someone gets in the past and someone gets my letters from the future and they maybe find some way to meet at some point but I've never actually seen it okay so it should have been called the mailbox but I guess <laughs> not very romantic but <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, got I, ghost mail I got the idea for this today when um one of the you're watching the lake house yeah you're looking at Rick Moranis swimsuit pics Yes. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a romantic movie. I just want the lake house element. But, um, so I was at work and one of the more elderly gentlemen sits across from me. He was trying to explain to me how, like, a file was in the cloud. But he kept saying, like, you know, the pictures are in a ghost. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? Okay. Pictures are the ghost. Pictures are in a ghost. He was like, he kept calling the cloud the ghost. Okay, so how can we? Okay, so Rick Moranis, whenever he takes pictures, they get sent to a ghost. But is it like an internet ghost who can travel between timelines? Yeah, it's definitely an internet virus. Um, is this a stranger or is this like his dead wife? <laughs> <laughs> 
Who, the ghosts? Yeah, the ghosts. I think the ghosts are the messages. The ghosts Or, or the are... messenger. Oh. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Like the ghosts can speak to two different people. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so he's at this beach house that's haunted by ghosts. Definitely Which, he's, like, got a family, and he's, like, you know, they rented the beach house for the weekend. That's, like, the... Just the weekend, okay. That's, that's the... That's the... Com- <laughs> that's the, you know, the comedy part, of family comedy part of it. Because there's no way that Rick Moranis is not making a family comedy if he comes back to acting. Okay. Um, so what comedic messages would you want relayed by ghosts? Comedic? Some, uh, or... I didn't say like, comedic. Okay. Well, you just said the movie was a comedy. <laughs> He's sending really serious messages while also a family comedy is going on in the other scenes. <laughs> but yeah. the, the comedy part is like, oh, the family's at the lake house. What? Oh, you Jimmy Pete in the lake. Uh. And then he goes and he writes a letter. He's like, sometimes I just can't get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> exactly. I can't find the strength to go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Grown Ups meets a really sad movie. <laughs> Are these ghosts the ghosts of other people who stayed at the house? Mm, that's for the viewer to decide. <laughs> They're just ghosts that are there, and it's unexplained. Well, okay, I guess the question is, is he trying to understand this phenomenon, or is he just trying to exploit it to communicate with whoever this person is maybe both like at first it was um you know exploitive but then uh later on it got a little more he's like he, he, he likes erotic it. no it's sensual <laughs> not that far off yeah. okay so he's using ghosts to co- talk to who another ghost or something he doesn't know what he's talking to. Maybe he's having an affair via ghost. <laughs> With a ghost messenger, or like, or a... I feel like it would make most sense for him to be talking to a dead person if the ghost is the messenger between the real world and the afterlife, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I'm just wondering what these messages are, and. Like, how do you start sending messages, and then what are you sending? Me- what are you trying to gain from that? So I think we need to understand. <laughs> like, he finds out there's ghosts, and what they tell him that they can, we can give a message to anyone. Like, I just don't know how he starts delivering messages and why. That's the part that gets me is the messages part. <laughs> well. He could have, like, a dead ex-wife. Oh, he, like, he tries to use him to communicate to his, like, ex-dead, his dead wife? Yeah, and he's, like, conflicted because he's got a new family now. Yeah. Like, if they were already divorced when she died, thus being her, the dead ex-wife. <laughs> uh, well, I, <laughs> I didn't mean that. No, I, I like that. He, like, totally... You know what's really weird about this is Rick Moranis has a dead wife in real life. That's why it's nice. It's a dead ex-wife. <laughs> okay. He had moved on. Right. He started a new family, uh, and then she okay. kind of died out of the blue. And he feels bad because he knows if they were still married, maybe he would have seen the signs that she was sick. 
Yeah, but that's Can why he... he took the project, you know. <laughs> Can he just be a single dad? Like, isn't that nicer than, like... Doesn't that show a stronger dedication to his ex-wife that she's kind of out of the picture? Being doesn't make it seem like he needs her as much. Being, being a single dad definitely adds to, like, the family comedy part of it. Like, just, like, the... They don't really explain, but you just, like, know that the mom died and it's kind of sad. Yeah. I just Maybe like it's going to be really hard without another adult to do these tonal shifts with... No, no, no I got it. It's like, so he finds out he can talk to his dead wife via this ghost messenger, and then this ghost messenger slowly starts falling for the ghost wife, and this ghost messenger can be, like, really wacky. Like, he can be the comedic relief, you know? Like, he can be... Who's someone really likable, like Cuba Gooding Jr. or something, cracking all the jokes, or something like that? Like, there's your there's your humor angle, but then like he starts like falling in love with the ghost wife, and Rick Manis is none too pleased, and then he wants to get rid of the ghost. Just one 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 direction. So, in this version of the plot, is Rick Manis still sending extremely sorrowful letters? <laughs> It doesn't have to be Kubi Junior, but <laughs> I think I'd prefer that it wasn't. Cuba it probably should be someone funnier, like 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 Russell Brand, Omar Gooding. Uh, who is that? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Kubi <laughs> Gooding Junior's like brother. He's like on Disney Channel all the time. <laughs> that name does sound familiar. He looks exactly like him. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. He's on Smart Guy. Yeah. Nice. He's like the older brother's friend. Yeah. On Smart Guy. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I wanted to choose him to play <laughs> a ghost. It's just about time. You need some work, Cole. I mean, this has to be someone who would believably fall in love with someone who is age-appropriate to be married to Rick Moranis. Okay. Um, so probably not someone <clears throat> who's a kid now. Plus, right. it's sad to have young, dead people. Right. And we're, we're going... I know there is... I know we're embracing extreme sorrow in this movie. But it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a, well, the thing is, you have to keep them separate. Like, the sad stuff is strictly ghost talk. While the family stuff is strictly hilarious slapstick family comedy <laughs> it's, it's like the funniest thing you've ever seen well it's not funny because it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen <laughs> like I like to imagine a scene could play out like like Rick Randis out on the lake like writing a letter and an inner tube and just like crying and like bawling but then his kids are like well I, I actually took out the speedboat he's like oh I gotta go help my kids like as he's writing his star and there's level. definitely yeah. a dramatic uh, change in like cinematography <laughs> <laughs> The ghost Everything scenes are really dimly lit. Yeah. Even though it's like in the same like you know scene, mm -hmm. like yeah. it just changes in between shots. shots. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, this is so groundbreaking. So like he's just putting up a brave front for his kids, and like as soon as he gets to be alone, he just falls down into this pit of depression. Um, and I guess he spends his time writing. I mean, how does he find the ghost? Does he is he just like writing these letters 
already, and the ghost like, oh, I, I can take care of that for you, buddy. Maybe he has, like, a diary that he was writing letters in. Like, not real letters, you know, but just fake letters. Or he frees the ghost, and then the ghost, like, says, I'll do anything for you. <gasps> He's like, a genie? I mean, sort of. He's just like, oh, man, I owe you one. What can I do for you? He's like, you can, you know, travel between the world of the dead. He's like, yeah. He's like, I want to talk to my dead wife. <laughs> I don't know how he frees him. Like, how do you free a ghost? No, I just think, like, he... <laughs> We're just still at, like, the beginning, right? Like, where he's... I have no idea where we are. Yeah, we're still... Like, so, like... No, he, like, you know, writes... You don't find out about the ghost until at least, like, 40 minutes into the movie. You know? he's, he's he's writing this... I mean, this movie's going to be four hours long, so it needs to be two different movies. Simultaneously. Okay. But, um... Yeah, so he's, like, writing letters, you know, like, to his dead ex-wife yeah and um you know they're just like in his diary there's you know letters that he doesn't think will ever you know make it to her but he like puts them in this like I don't know like on this nightstand there's like a mailbox it's like a decoration <laughs> and so he puts them in there and then like when he wakes up in the morning he picks it up and like there's a letter back you know? Yeah, see, the only thing is that just that is the like <laughs> So it's an indoor mailbox. <laughs> yeah, but except it's not really his wife. It's like these super evil ghosts. It could be a male slot. Why are they e- uh, so they're evil ghosts? So, so evil. okay, it's like okay, they're not funny ghosts. I mean, they're, they're like they're funny. They're like Casper's brothers. <laughs> Okay, so what do they get out of helping him? Or they're not helping him. Are they? Is he getting any messages from his wife? Or is he just getting angry messages from mean ghosts? No, the ghosts are playing a trick on him. Oh, he thinks he's talking to his wife, but he's not. Like, the whole time, and then at the end, or close to the end, he finds out that they've just been lying to him. Finds out really it, he finds out that it's his ki- really his kids have been doing it the whole time. <laughs> like, so there are there any ghosts? <laughs> No, that's the twist. <laughs> that's kind of brilliant. I guess. Yeah, weirdly enough. A movie that makes you think ghosts are real, and then you're like, because you, you wouldn't suspect the kids because they're just, just all this hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> but there's got to be like little hints in the background that they're they're up to no good doing all this fake ghost shit. Yeah, like, well, they'll like be like, playing in the pool and stuff like that and then it'll switch to the other tone and they'll like be fucking like killing small animals and stuff. <laughs> uh, Just for like like a second, like like a frame. It'll be like super <laughs> subliminal. See a foot crush a bug. <laughs> Break a rabbit's neck. You know. It gets more more severe as the movie goes on. Once you get to, like, the third hour, they, they start, like, killing mammals. How many kids does he have? <laughs> Two. Boy and a girl. Boy and a girl. How old are they, you think? Uh, nine and twelve. Okay. Pretty young. Seemingly pretty innocent. But but good enough to write letters that he would even convince <laughs> yeah. they're being... Definitely <laughs> the, the twelve-year-old is... Like a straight-A student. Yeah. Brainiac. 
Like you don't want to, you don't want it to be a teenager because like then you'll think they're doing it like I'm like oh to like rebel or whatever. Oh this is so funny. But no, like, the twelve year old is just like really fucked up. Not I like your teenager impression. Yeah. Oh this is so funny. <laughs> Yeah, teenagers suck. I guess we should change the title. Beach House is kind of lame. This makes me think of that band, Beach House. It just makes me think of Lake House. That too. Ghost House. (laughs) Smart House. (laughs) Smart House. I I feel like you gotta somehow talk about the fact that there's two movies in the title, right? Talk about duality or... (laughs) Somehow, but it's also kind of got to sound like a romantic, uh, romantic family. Letters from fun. <laughs> letters mm. from heaven. <laughs> letters from Ethernet. You you want a technology thing in there? It's <laughs> a ghost. I guess it doesn't really mean. Yeah, we never really played up the internet that it was an internet ghost. Just a regular ghost. Is it an internet ghost? I think it's just a regular ghost. It is if you like look at the Wikipedia of the movie. Like, IMDb, I mean, like, that, you could use that to differentiate from Lake House a little more. Like, maybe he's writing these letters on his fucking iPad or something. Yeah, and, probably. And the kids are just... That's hack- what Adam Sandler would do. The kids are just hacking into his... Uh, iCloud account and oh, replies perfect. there. Perfect. But we don't find that out in the end. Most of the time we think it's just internet ghosts. <laughs> and there's a hilarious scene after the credits. <laughs> Talking animal? Where everyone dies. <laughs> it's filmed in the family comedy tone, but it's Tragic. Yeah, well, I, I think I think that should happen earlier. I think you should start switching it so that the dark stuff is presented lightly and the funny stuff is presented darkly. You know, now you're just trying to win awards, huh? <laughs> That's not always my. It's not about winning awards. <laughs> I don't know who the audience for this movie is. <laughs> like just straight hipsters <laughs> that are like, do you remember Spaceballs? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> do you like remember space <laughs> I'm sorry, did it have a title yet? Not yet. It should be like the two lives of such and such. Whatever his name I is. I like having letters in the <laughs> It's probably not too good. Writing for two. Writing for two. Um... Let's see. I like for two, but I don't know if I like writing. How about letters for two? Letters for two. That's like kind of ambiguously like romantic. Yeah, and it like sounds like an expression, but it's not an expression. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be after this movie comes out. Letters from two, what was it? Letters for two. Letters for two. But the two is like a cartoony numeral two. <laughs> it's like, is this a sequel? And the uh, letters four is like super eloquent, eloquent uh, cursive. Is it letters number four, number two? <laughs> yeah. Maybe the four can be a numeral, but still cursive. 
It's like a little bit of both. Okay. Because then people are going to just call it letters 42. This <laughs> 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 is a sequel letters to 42. 42. It's a sequel to 41 other movies. You have to figure out which ones they are. Oh, I just remembered that 42 movies. Was that a movie? Uh, Jackie Robinson. Oh, that Jackie Robinson movie, yeah. <laughs> that no one saw. Except for like... Old people. It's like Old we people. get it. We know it's a... I don't know. I feel like if it wasn't like backed by Jay-Z, it could have been like... You could make a pretty intense Jackie Robinson movie. <laughs> okay. E Jackie. Colin, is it me I mean, or you? Uh, I'll go. He can be last again. So, my movie uh, would be about a family also. Um, I guess going to the world's first city made entirely out of roller coasters. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I guess basically meaning that the streets are roller coasters... You're still on a roller coaster when you go inside the buildings. I think you have free will over which direction you want to go while on the roller coaster. Uh, that's, <laughs> cool. that's basically it, I guess. You just have to be constantly going up and down and mm-hmm. doing loops. Yeah. Wait, that's it? That's that's the con- that's just the... well, that's it. But I okay. guess my thought was maybe that like the dad in the family. He, like, this is like a vacation spot, and after mm-hmm. they go here on the vacation, the dad, like, he can't stop thinking about it. Like, he got addicted to, like, just... Because it's like he's going through his everyday life, but with the speed, and he can't he can't adjust back to normal life in the city. So it's like The Shining, but with roller coasters. <laughs> I guess. How much of this movie is in Roller Coaster City? Uh, I would think... Quite a bit of it. <laughs> I wasn't thinking it would be like The Shining, where he goes insane over his love of roller coasters. Well, is this what genre is like? Like a drama, a thriller? Hmm. Is it all of the above? <laughs> like I, when you first started saying this, I was like, "Oh, well, it's going to be like Westworld or Jurassic Park, where the roller coasters are out of control." But then it sounded like it was something more personal, and it's this guy who's obsessed with the roller coasters. Is this going to be like when they're going to it? Is the dad the only one who's like really excited about it, and the whole town is like, I don't want to go to Roller Coaster City. Roller coasters <laughs> suck. I don't. What kind of kids are these that hate roller coasters? They're modern kids. They just care I about f- video games and Facebook. I feel like it'd be the opposite, where the kids are all excited, and he's like, I don't really care about roller coasters anymore. But then he gets sucked into yeah, it. The mom's like, You gotta do it. The kids won't shut up about the goddamn Roller Coaster City. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, fine. But then he gets hooked on it. But does it make him violent in any way? Like, does he, like, ride it, like, while they're all sleeping, go out late at night, and he rides it, and he, like, kills a homeless person, doesn't tell anybody about it with a roller coaster? Like, like what's so bad about him being obsessed with the roller coaster unless he's going to do bad stuff, you know? Maybe it's because, you know, he can't get enough of it, and he wants it in his life. Um, But he can't move to Roller Coaster City because, I mean, no one's that rich. (laughs) <laughs> so he's like starts to try to bring roller coaster city to his home 
which is, I assume, some sort of peaceful suburb, right? Uh, yeah, Maybe. I guess. <laughs> that can be interesting because then it's like he has an <laughs> That's like a different movie. But he's got like an obsession of like building out his own roller coaster park. <laughs> and it's like driving him insane. Kind of like, you know, when like Noah builds an ark. Mm-hmm. So in the end, he was right, and everyone everyone dies. So for him, he's on the roller coaster. He gets to escape the flood. That's one idea. I mean, we got to decide if this is going to like be totally in Roller Coaster City, or if it's going to go somewhere else. Like if that's just part of the movie, and he's going to start building his own roller coasters. I just want to know, like, what's he like? He just rides them all the time, and then it's like he's like obsessed, or. I guess. I, Nancy, could you stop moving your mouse so violently? Sorry. <laughs> Sounds like you're sawing wood. Yeah. <laughs> He's building a roller coaster. Stop working on something. I know. It's a good idea. But stop building your roller coaster. We could do just the entire movie within the roller coaster city. But that opens up what the plot would be. Like if there's an evil guy who's trying to take control of Roller Coaster City or something. I guess you're just going to have to tell me what life is like in Roller Coaster City. Like, are people just doing their mundane things? Or. Yeah, I think so. So. But they're moving. And so, the speed is what hooks them in. So, like, two Roller Coaster carts are, like, next to each other. And one of them is the dentist. And the other one <laughs> is the patient. And. He's like cleaning his teeth. Yeah. Or it could be like for places like that, they go into like, you know, those smaller roller coaster tracks where it just kind of goes around in a circle. But it's like the dentist hops on. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Is there like, like, yeah, is there like a bad guy? Or is it more like, the fact that he's like so obsessed that he doesn't want to leave, like he's coming detached from his family. Maybe, maybe he runs okay. for mayor of Roller Coaster City. And the rest of the family is like, I just want to go home, Dad. And he's like, No, there's corruption within Roller Coaster City. Someone has to stop it. Something's when they go to bed, are they still in like moving roller coasters? <laughs> <laughs> Does the movie never stop? I feel like going to bed could be potentially the one time they do stop. It could just be interesting if they just never stop. Like the whole movie's a ride. And the whole movie's like one take, right? Like one long shot. I <laughs> think <laughs> the most ambitious movie ever made. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to take it a step further, you could make it like Star Tours or something where it's like a roller coaster, <laughs> but you're watching something also. <laughs> is this a ride is this the first feature length ride <laughs> yeah, yeah that's your tagline Why is not? this a ride wait the audience is on a roller coaster mm-hmm. it's like star tours or that like funk ride that we went to at the EMP remember that <laughs> it's like one of those Oh yeah, I remember that was weird. You mean it's sweet? Oh yeah. So yeah, it's like that. The audience is going on this <laughs> ride with our <laughs> our main character. 
Okay, so I, I, I feel like I've got enough of a sense of what this is, um, but what we need now is a cast. How old were you thinking for the dad? Uh, you know, just average dad age, like 40s. We talking John Hamm? <laughs> Andy uh, Richter? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Andy Richter. The most not? dramatic performance. <laughs> not, there's nothing funny about there's it. There's nothing funny about this movie. Yeah, okay. He's got like a beard, just so you know he's serious. <laughs> but like a well-trimmed beard. A well-trimmed beard. Well, he's like he's not like a homeless guy. He's got a nice-looking beard. Okay, and who plays his wife? Like, what's her character type? Does she like roller coasters? I don't think so. They don't do much for her. She's like a real boring character. Mm-hmm. People just want to get off the screen. <laughs> That's what people shout. All right, well, who's really boring? But could also uh, theoretically be married to Andy Richter. <laughs> really boring to be married to Andy Richter. There's not a lot of actresses that I say are like the female Andy Richter. This just shows how terrible we are creating parts for women. I feel like we usually just go with Melissa McCarthy for most of our female roles. Do you think Patricia Richardson is still acting? From Home Improvement? From Home Improvement. (laughs) Gotta be kind of old. It'd be interesting. He's into older women. Uh, sure. <laughs> Richardson. Because then they can have two-time Golden Globe nominee. So how about Tim Allen's The uh, Corrupt Mayor, then? Nice. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's all, he says he's all about fixing up roller coasters in town, but he's really, like, doing, like, a really, sh- like shitty job and he's mostly taking all the money like for himself the money that should be going to maintaining it he's taking lots of shortcuts oh yeah i've got a question yeah can i know this might be going too far probably because i didn't think out this roller coaster city that (laughs) elaborately but can we also get richard card in this movie (laughs) like the tim allen's assistant or something no so he's no. somehow got to be he's a superior to character. Tim Allen. A super- he's superior? Yeah, like maybe he's the president. <laughs> As a president and a mayor, or just the president of the United States? <laughs> the president of the United States. <laughs> okay, fine, but I don't... He's not. Well, he doesn't have a big part in this. There's no. just like a scene where Tim Allen's got him on like a video screen, and he's talking to him. Yeah. And he's like, thanks, President Al. <laughs> It's like a weird cutaway. Just <laughs> really lean into it for a little bit. <laughs> yep. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, do we even want to talk about the kids? I mean, if, if we're bad at casting wives, we're worse at casting. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't bother. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if they're going to be in it that much. Uh, do we want to have, like, a whole election process? If he's running for mayor? This, uh, I feel like... In roller coasters? I feel like... I don't know if there would be an election, though. Maybe... I feel like the finale's got to be really action-packed. Like they're fighting on roller coasters. <laughs> Some sort of roller coaster fight. Alright, okay. <laughs> the hell's going on over there? Sometimes, like, these podcasts are like a roller coaster. <laughs> Never know who's going to pop in. All right, so are we at the point where we give this movie a title? Costopolis? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but do they still call it Roller Coaster City? Mm, they can just call it Costopolis. Okay. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Not sure if I'm supposed to. <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, we pitch it as a serious movie starring Andy Richter <laughs> and Tim Allen. I think this probably should just be a comedy. I'm going to say it. Um, well, remember, this is an amusement park ride above all else. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a movie where Andy Richter is trying to become the mayor of a roller coaster town and Tim Allen's a bad guy. Yeah. That just sounds like a lot of fun. It's his big break. Conan's got a cameo. Oh, yeah. It's probably like. As like an ice cream salesman with like a twirly handlebar mustache. Yes. Or something. Some sort of salesman. Or is he the barbershop quartet? And they're doing Roller Coaster of Love. But like barbershop style. Yes. Roller coaster. <laughs> like that, but better. Yeah. <laughs> All right then, Coastopolis. Awesome, Sean. What do you got? So I was thinking, like, what is, what is a summer movie about? Right. Mm-hmm. You got like camp movies. You got like uh, vacation movies. You got, like, last summer movies where it's like, you know, we're going out to college or whatever, and that's a plot. <laughs> what about the other guys? What about those who are stuck in summer school? Oh. Um, and I was thinking the ultimate summer school person would be someone who's living everyone's nightmare, which is, um, like, you're up for some sweet new job somewhere. And they're like, you've got a high school diploma, right? And you're like, yeah, of course. And they're like, well, because there's not one in your file. And it turns out that you have like this incomplete credit. Um, so our protagonist has to back to school himself uh, and, and finish off uh, high school over the summer to get his new job. Or her new job. He's basically uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, I mean, just not... one class instead of all sort of. No. I mean, this guy needs... I mean, it's more like... I feel like kind of like community. Except like... 
the movie. Yeah, so it's community the movie. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I mean, it depends on who you cast. That's 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 I feel like what makes it like oh interesting. Like if I don't know, like it'd be, it's it's the older the person, the funnier. Yeah, when you said like, back, what the hell am when I you going said to... back to school, I thought like an old comedian maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Don Rickles. Okay, well, too old. It's <laughs> like ninety years old. Uh, yeah, There's so much potential for casting people that can totally, you know, I, that could make or break it. It's also important that we lean into the fact that this is summer school and not regular school. Mm-hmm. So it's like the bad kids. Uh, it's like totally the bad kids, or maybe, but not bad enough to just drop out of high school. Sure. Oh, man, I just—I'd love to see an old guy hang out with the kids and try to be cool like the kids. That's one of those things that never gets old. <laughs> nope. Not, like never. Not, not even close. <laughs> Sorry, Sean, were you to say something? So, like, one of the plots I thought up for like one of the kids is like he's usually a straight A student, but or she, uh, like, the parents are going off on some like Euro trip and they just want to spend time with their friends, so. Uh, this student like intentionally flunked all their classes. You know, has to make them up over the summer. Uh, but then maybe like something goes wrong, and now like maybe she's not even gonna pass. <laughs> all right. I still think we need to cast this guy. So I can, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can um. So an like, old comedian. Like how old are we talking? Are we talking like the, Billy Crystal or something? <laughs> Are we, still, are we looking for someone a little edgier? I want someone a little edgier, I think. Yeah, I don't want this to be, like, crappy PG. Like, I want this to have, like... Hard R. Or at least hard PG-13. Like, one F word. Mm-hmm. So I gotta... We gotta find a comedian that is willing to get a little little edgy. But it'll also be hilarious to see in that kind of... Like Mel Brooks or something. Uh, it's a little too old, maybe. Again, a little too old. <laughs> Uh, How would you guys feel about like a Larry David? <laughs> I don't know if he has the acting someone... chops, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like for someone who's mainly just got to be like disgusted with loser children, I feel like he has that vibe down. It's hard for me to separate Larry David from Curb. Well, like Richard Lewis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Edgier, more disgusting people. So this is like an indie film then, because no way Richard Lewis is going <laughs> to... Well, I don't know any old comedians that are like big enough stars to carry a studio movie. <sighs> Richard Lewis, is that the best we got? Like... I can roll with Richard Lewis. I'm just trying to think you know, like, if there's any more names we could throw out there. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. <laughs> Once again, I feel like he's a little too mild. Yeah. Eddie Murphy could be pretty intense, but I don't know. Uh, I feel like Eddie Murphy would do this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, Nancy, what do you think? I don't know, I kind of like... Yeah, Sean's right. Eddie Murphy would do new movies, but I kind of like uh, 
Larry David. Or Richard Lewis. <laughs> or both. Or both. You're both. <laughs> uh, Richard Lewis has always rubbed me the wrong way, though. Wait, what job did they have before? Uh, who cares? Maybe they had a law firm together. <laughs> <laughs> like they've been friends almost their whole or, lives, just like Larry David and Richard Lewis in real life. Or, or like they're co-CEOs of some company. And then, like, somehow, like, some rival finds out they're not qualified. Uh And, like, starts, you know, telling that to the media. And they're like, oh, shit, we gotta fix this. I mean, I don't know if they should be, like, millionaires. (laughs) Maybe they're, like, CEOs of, like, something related to education. (laughs) Textbook business. (laughs) That's, that's exciting for the kids. I just want to be... like learn their lesson that their textbooks are so shitty. <laughs> well, now it's like these guys are, are producing these textbooks, and they don't even have like high school education. And then they they got to like you know redeem themselves in the public eye, so they can, for some reason get to summer school. All right. And what class are they taking? Um, gym. That works less into the textbook thing because Jim doesn't have a textbook. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. It's funny, uh, but I don't know if it works that well for a movie if they're just like, we need to get better at basketball <laughs> so we can ace this class. Also, there's no challenge in trying to pass gym class. It could just be like history. History's funny. Yeah. Who's gonna play the teacher? It's gotta be a young guy, right? Or a young woman. Oh. We're not good at good. that. <laughs> I know we're not good at that, but it'd be an interesting dynamic because then they'd be like, "Hey, I'm a millionaire." Are you thinking like real young, like uh, like Anna Kendrick? Yeah. Or like, yeah. I guess. What, what else were you going to say? Were you going to throw another name in oh, there? Well, I was going to... Even like, younger? She's like in her 20s. You know, Emma Stone. <laughs> and there's like a romantic thing that forms there. Okay, who, who would she prefer? <laughs> I would... Larry David. <laughs> I Lewis has got more hair. He sure does. That's, I think they're the same age, so yeah, that's the only reason I would say Richard Lewis. <laughs> but they both, it's like a love triangle, like they're both interested. But she doesn't like, she only likes educated people, so she doesn't care like how wealthy they are. And like they and also, can... not people who are like way older. <laughs> I like to think these guys can use their money though to try to like be cool. Like they buy, like like they have a huge party like somewhere and they buy like... Like a hip hop star to like, <laughs> to like come there. But should it work or should it miserably fail? It always like fails. Like they get like an eighties hip hop star like Tone Bloke. They're like, this is cool, right? And they're like, like, lame. Yeah, they're always trying to impress everyone else, but they're like so out of touch. But they learn how to listen. 
Should their pr- uh, project that they have to do have to be like a group project? Like they have to work together, and at one part it's like, I'm going to do the project alone. Like, are we going to do our own projects? Like, because their their friendship is destroyed. I think it should be a group project, but I think they should definitely be partnered with children, not each other. Not each other. So it's more of like a rivalry, maybe. Yeah. But at then, in the end, they like both. Whoever gets the better grade on the project gets to like be with Emma Stone. But like at the end, they find out that like really they just wanted to like be friends again. Like and they like Emma Stone's gay or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or something. <laughs> that's a nice. That's a nice little thing. In there. So there's no way she could possibly refuse either of them if she was straight. <laughs> She'd have to swap all men to be able to resist their charms. So what should their pr- uh, projects be on? <laughs> History class. So I guess it would be like a historical figure, right? Yeah. Should it be like leaders or like should it be like dictators? I just – the humor of its dictators is if for each presentation each of them dresses up as their dictator – and then they have a fight, and they're in dictator costumes. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's just funny to me. It's funny imagery. Oh, yeah. Like a little bit racist, have one of them up as General Mao. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe one of the kids on one of the teams is like Asian, so he's like trying to befriend him and like learn about his Whoa, culture. whoa, whoa, John, there are no Asian kids in summer school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> think that's true <laughs> i like that we're both like arguing for like well is this racist or is this more racist assessments or they're both racist <laughs> i just gotta go racist um i don't know should we uh, pick a movie oh wait i gotta come up with a title yeah uh, there's so many things you can do with school or with textbooks sex books you know as well as <laughs> Sure, let's go with that. Sex, is it sexed book? <laughs> like sexting? <laughs> yep. I do not like the, the sexual overtones of this movie at all. <laughs> They're trying to win Emma Stone by beating each other. In a school project. In a school project. <laughs> And then during the ending credits, we get to see what their sex look like. And it's hilarious. It's revolting. <laughs> so we have to decide between... Uh, I remember all the titles. There was uh, Stone Cold... The, what was it? Letters for Two? Or The Letters for Two? Letters for Two. Coastopolis and Sex Book. Um... I'm going to go right and say that one that was, like, I, I wasn't sure about, but kind of sucked me in was Letters for Two. Because <laughs> it was so, like, I don't know. It just threw me for, like, uh, like at first I was like, I don't know. But then when the tw- we came up with a twist, it's like it all fell together <laughs> and, like, made sense. It's going to win so many awards. But, you know, they're all they're all good. I like them all. Yeah. I don't know why we have to choose a winner each time. It just you know, yeah. makes us feel good. It makes one bad. one of us feel good, and, and the, the rest, rest bad. Is. Yeah, it's, it's 
it's all about. Has anyone not won one yet? That shouldn't factor into the decision. <laughs> this isn't a pity party. I don't know. I liked Sextbook. Gotta say. Mm. I've been better. Um, so, I, you know, again, it's it's like... John's is always so thought out. so good. <laughs> for those who can't see, Nancy just created a poster of Letters for Two. Is that what you were in, doing this whole time? As we've been podcasting, and it's... It's pretty amazing. There's like two Rick Moranises. <laughs> it's really cartoony too, but really nice letters for. I'll make this the artwork for the podcast. <laughs> That's what I was going for. I just I'm pretty, it was amazed. I'm pretty I found into a, this. I was amazed. I found a serious picture of Rick Moranis. Uh, so I guess since that's the art, letters for two can be the, <laughs> the winner this week. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I believe that's my first career win. <sighs> um, so thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe or rate us on iTunes. Um, if you haven't listened to the Stream Police yet, there's that. Uh, you can hear what Michael is like. I've spent more time probably listening to him now on Podcast with John than actually knowing him in real life. So, I mean, he lives in I, Eugene, Oregon. No one wants to go out there. Ooh, that's God's country. <laughs> uh, and otherwise, just just keep your ears open. We'll throw something in them eventually. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck, getting dirty and gritty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk harder than a match here. But the night is different, well, go out and find a girl. Come on, come on and dance all night. Despite the heat, it'll be all right. And babe, don't you know it's a pity the days?